Ah, the memories. Does anybody miss when we only had a quarter possession and a couple of shots on goal? Almost 10 men behind the ball. Welcome back to Cherry State Side, guys. Just finished watching the EFL Cup game against Man City. I thought we had a good effort. Uh, I think it was a brave, brave effort uh, on the night, but it wasn't to be. Um, just shows you the embarrassment of riches that is Manchester City with the amount of players that they have that they feel that it must like a BC-ish side and still got the job done. So we also, to be fair, didn't field our top side. Wasn't our Premier League side right from last season. Wasn't our A side from this season. A mixture of youth and experience, just like they, uh, just like they had. Uh, we gave a good effort, though. You could see the class moments from the likes of David Brooks. I thought Sam Surge put in a great effort. Um, a couple of injury concerns with Lloyd Kelly. And Travers got knocked around a little bit from their 17-year-old striker. Amazing. I don't even know what I did at 17 years old. <laughs> and uh, he's already putting the ball in the back of the net. That's crazy. Um... Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot much to take from it. I, I, I saw the lineup. It was stronger than I think I expected. Again, I keep underestimating or underplaying these cup games, and JT obviously <laughs> fancies them. So um, they can go over the lineup now in goal. Obviously, Travers from back uh, in the back, back three, Lloyd Kelly, Jack Simpson, and Ofrabor. Uh, in, the, in the middle, you had Rico and Smith as your wingbacks. And then Gosling, Cook, and Billing in the middle. David Brooks kind of playing underneath Surridge. They acted almost like a dual dual partnership. And it, and it worked for moments in the game. You saw the really good passing from, from Brooks. And um, it, uh, and at least for two or three occasions. And it, uh, it also did clearly display that Surridge is more of your poacher um, up front not not really somebody who could take a man on if isolated um, but still can finish the job when he needs to his goal was well taken um, yeah I mean I, th I thought I would put a, put a good shift in I mean it, it was a tough game <laughs> we had 26% possession so it was difficult a difficult watch as a fan but it for the nostalgia from from the Premier League games against Man City or Spurs or any of the top six sides when we could barely offer a, uh, any kind of possession and there were moments where you saw what, you know what we could do and at the end of like the last five ten minutes this was the, there, there was this crazy press on and you think maybe that's the only reason it was working because you had tired legs on their side too but you're wondering why not I mean it's a crazy press that you can only you know you can't do it for long but why can't that be something out of the gate or, or at least have a, a semi-press throughout the game where you put a little bit of pressure on them? I mean, we sat back and let them dictate play in this, and we were happy to do so. I mean, there's definitely skill on that side. I mean, you had the likes of Phil Foden and Riyad Mahrez, um, you know, uh, Kyle Walker. There, there, was, there was, you know, Premier League-level players in the side, but... Um, makes you wonder, I mean, it's a cup game that we have nothing to lose. We're not expected to win. 
why not put up you know somewhat of a uh, kind of a crazy press on and try to force a, a turnover or make the game interesting right but to sit there and, and play back I guess it's easier said than done but to sit there and, and let them dictate play and play you know almost 10 men behind the ball at times eight men behind the ball a difficult watch and it um, made me not miss the Premier League <laughs> um, especially the games against the uh, top six sides when again we couldn't muster much possession and it was it was a difficult a difficult watch then and it is now so didn't really make me harken back to those times but um, you know I, I think you can take a few things from it I, I would love to see Surridge start a league game um, I don't know how that's possible. I don't think Solanke has done anything to warrant not being started. But uh, if there was ever an, a formation where JT could come up with having Solanke play underneath Surridge or have a formation where they uh, actually run the field at the same time, it would be interesting. Uh, but I don't, I don't see that, obviously, as a, especially when you don't have an, an other, another striker to come off the bench. Um, if that eventually happens, then maybe maybe you can see a little bit of tinkering with the formation, but I don't know if it would work. But Brooksy almost acted as that number that number ten, which I think he should play as in the <laughs> in league games. Don't know why he continues to be implemented on the wing. That's not really his game. He's a playmaker, he's a talisman, he's somebody who sets up um sets up plays and, and, and kind of works from there. I mean I, you had Lewis Cook in the midfield again. I, I'm just wondering why we are playing Cook, Lewis Cook, in, in, in cup games and not having him playing league games. You know, if I see a if I see a midfield of Dan Gosling and Jefferson Lerma again, I'm just gonna wonder why does Lewis Cook continue to be uh, passed over? And this had this happened throughout the Premier League. I think that was one of our main beefs with Eddie was why do you continue to sit Lewis Cook on the bench? I mean, he's somebody who can create. He's not perfect. But I, I just the the creativity is there. I mean, I don't have anything against Dan Gosling, but I'm just wondering. I mean, does this set up for Lerma and and Gosling again on on Sunday uh, against Norwich? I I'm not uh, I'm not sure. For all the beef that Billing gets, he is cool, cool, you know, calm and collected on the ball. Um, I felt like that, that was probably the more one of the more interesting and, and kind of cool moments of the of the game really throughout the theme of the game was that we can play out of the back without really you know any issues I mean they, they pressed and yeah this is also a Man City seaside so um, but we, we played out of the back with really no issues they really didn't catch us that many times and obviously the, the goals didn't come on on us being um, uh, us making mistakes from playing out of the, out of the back. I mean, it, you you can tell that we're we're a drilled side when it comes to that. That's the way we you know obviously probably train relentlessly um, on 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 that idea and that concept. And and really, it's it's funny. I mean, even even the the younger you know younger kids like Ophabor and when Zamora came on for Kelly. I mean, there was no there was no problems. And uh, obviously, I, the the development is we usually scout players who are comfortable with that particular style so it's not surprising but um, I think it just continues to be fun to see you know, sometimes it doesn't amount to anything but um, 
just pleasing on the eye. Uh, maybe that's the at the end of the day. I think we would rather have rather have them play our particular brand of football and lose matches than than pump the ball long and long balls through the channels and hope that somebody gets on the end of one. So we'd rather sit there and pass out from the back and, and play our particular style. Um, so that was that was uh, cool to see on numerous occasions throughout the throughout the game where they tried to press and try to make a try to force a mistake and we were able to pass out without any issues. So um, I mentioned the Norwich game. I guess we can just continue to kind of turn to that. I don't really have a whole lot else to say about the about the uh, League Cup match. I mean, uh, Pep wasn't taking any chances <laughs> bringing on De Bruyne and uh, uh, Raheem Sterling. Um, I thought that was funny. Um, maybe he was showing respect. Maybe he was, you know, let's 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 get this done. You know, let's <laughs> not let them have any chances here. And, uh, Surridge had the one golden chance. Well, I guess it wasn't. I guess it wasn't really a clear-cut chance. But Stefan, who I've been, I mean, obviously familiar with, he's our first choice keeper for the U.S. Men's National Team right now. Came out and with a good piece of goalkeeping and, and breaking up what could have been a one-on-one, uh, -on -one, you know, in-on goal. Only thing I could have thought of maybe is Surridge chips that immediately. But it was tough. It, it was tough. He really didn't have a lot of time. And Stefan closed it down pretty quickly there. And uh, that was about the, maybe there was another half chance that I'm forgetting, maybe earlier in the second half, but um, yeah, there were moments, there were moments, we were going to get them, we were going to get a few moments, but it's, that's the problem is that you have just a few and uh, you have, you have to be clinical or, or it, it doesn't happen. So um, yeah, again, I, I'd rather continue on turning to Sunday. Um, Again, right right off the bat, you have to be a little concerned with some of the, uh, some of the injury knocks we got. Uh, Lloyd Kelly, and hopefully that's not a problem. Um, yeah, that that's that's concerning. If there's anything there, I, I don't I don't you know, obviously haven't heard anything yet, but um, we need we need cover in the back. You know, if Ovo if Ovo can be somebody that can be counted on to play in the back, I, I just don't know if that's something that he's comfortable with yet or if JT would be comfortable putting him back there, but, um, you know, I, I, you've got Mepham, uh, Simpson is, is a possible, uh, could, could fill in if, if there is any issues there, but you need to bring another center back in. And um, just just for pure cover, you know, just to have bodies, especially if you're going to play with a back three, mentioned it before, ad nauseum, I know um, mentioned it a few times now, but uh, it'd be nice to just bring somebody else in, kind of, kind of get a little bit of rotation. Um, it's going to be necessary. I mean, it's going to be you're, you're going to you're, you've got thirteen midweek games this year, this season. So, in October starts the thick and fast, you know, theme, and, and it doesn't let up. December's crazy with eight games. Um, so it's it's just something you're going to have to just just out of pure, like I said, pure. Uh, needing the bodies so um and then uh Travers yeah he got knocked around a little bit by the uh the young kid so Delap um I thought he was I thought he was decent tonight I don't think there was a whole lot to do but he made a couple of good saves early on when they had some pressure a couple of hard angled shots that he was able to get big and and, and block them out and um I think that was 
what against Torres. Maybe they're both moments of war against Torres. I'm kind of trying to remember, but um, yeah, I mean, you couldn't do a whole lot on the uh, first goal, well taken from the young kid over there on that side, and then the, the second goal hit the post, and then um, falls to Foden and he buries it. So not a whole lot there either. Um, yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna talk about at least you know how this how this game sets up for Sunday, I would I would think you're gonna go back with Begovic because you only have two days rest with Friday and Saturday, so Begovic probably starts on Sunday again. Um, a little curious on that again, but you know people probably give Begovic flack, and if if he sticks around, then I mean, who would you rather bring in here? I mean, who else is out on the market? that you think could come in here and be better than Begovic. And if Begovic wants to leave, then that's a different, you know, that's a different idea. But obviously the, the Milan move isn't, isn't going through. And um, you have to think that he actually wants to stay. If he's going to get first team minutes, right? I mean, he's going to be first choice. I, I just don't know if that, that does anything to Travis. I mean, Travers is still quite young, right? He's still quite run, you know, still quite young and, um, Rambo was though too, so it's a it's a it's going to be hope you know I don't I don't think it's a bad thing in a way yes I think competition always makes the competition at every position makes things better and I think you should have a competition at every position nobody should have just you know a carte blanche or, or a, a monopoly on any position and think okay nobody you know nobody's challenging me for this I'm going to go out there I'm going to get first team minutes every every time out I'm going to get I'll, I'll be first choice so there there's definitely uh, there's a definitely an idea to that, but Begovic isn't going to be somebody that sticks around beyond this season. I mean, who knows? But um, that's going to be that's going to be an interesting one going forward. And obviously, if the window shuts and he's there, then we've got our we've got our two keepers. So um, I guess it would be Begovic in goal. Uh, and then on the, uh, you know I think you, what you continue I, I would say Jason probably continues to go with the three four three. I mean if Kelly's still fit then. You're looking at Kelly playing, um, playing there on the left side, and then, um, <clears throat> then you have Cook in the middle, right? Steve Cook in the middle, and then Mepham on the right. You know, I don't think that changes, right? I don't think that that changes from from last week, and um, rightfully so. I don't think anybody's done anything to not to not play, and there's really no other. <laughs> Choices. I mean, I think I I would like to see Jack Simpson get a. I think he'll, obviously he'll have to get it. He'll he'll have to play. Um, and when the the fixtures start coming hot and heavy, you're gonna you're gonna need to have uh, him play or, or start start games. Um, and then again, I mean, if you're okay, we'll go to the wing backs. Um, Smith Smith is you know Smith is Smithy. You know he's he's. He's energetic. He's going to make adventurous runs. Um, you know, I think he. I think he probably gets a lot of flack for his defensive miscues, and I think he was okay tonight against Man City. I think he's about it. I think he wants to show that he's still Premier League of Premier League ilk, and um, he gets a little feisty. <laughs> Heard him talking to uh, the lap after he knocked into Travers and was giving Sterling some flack too, and you know he's got a mouth on him for sure. Oh, I like that. I like. You know, he's kind of like poor man's Harry Arter. <laughs> and then, 
Yeah, I guess on the right side for the wing back, I, I guess you would go back with Jack Stacey, right? I mean, there's. I, I want Diego Rico to play, but I don't know where you, where do you put him in this formation. I mean, if you 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 can't sit Smith. You know, do you, do you sit Stacy? Has Stacy done anything not to play? I mean, because if you sit Stacy, then you could put Smith on one side, and put Rico on the other. You know, but has Stacy done anything wrong to to warrant that? I mean, obviously there's obviously there's there's some issue. There, there there's some issues with either with with Lewis Cook and Diego Rico. These two have been continually passed over for the last few seasons by Eddie and now JT. For some reason, they're not preferred. I think they're more creative. I think they're more dangerous. If you're gonna if you're gonna play an all-out attack, go for the pieces that make you more dangerous. And I just don't know. I mean, I, again, I have nothing nothing against Jack Stacy. I think he's good. Uh, he's he's good offensively too. But the only way that you can get Rico on is if you switch Smith to the other side because you're not gonna set Smith. So. Um, yeah, I just don't see it happening. But I, I would, I would personally do that. I would personally start Rico on the left and put Smith on the on the uh, on the right. And I don't know, Stacy maybe bring Stacy on later, you know, in the game. Or you know, it's, it's it's hard. I, I guess you know I don't want to penalize players, but you can't have everybody play. And I think you have to put your best eleven out there and, and the one that's going to be the most dangerous and create the most chances, give you the most opportunity to score and I think Rico has clearly displayed when he came on against Burrow last week and uh, there was a, there was a few few moments tonight not, not a whole lot of opportunity but there's something you know and I, again he's dangerous on set pieces and you know, that adds another element to his game you know, he could take the corners he could take your free kicks um, and he's able to he's able to those those unlocking passes you know, in behind when we're struggling maybe to get possession. That's what happened last week against Burrow is that he was like, okay, we can't get possession right now. I'm going to put a ball in behind and try to unlock one of our forwards, you know, our, our winger, our wingers. And then, and then yeah, right away, I don't remember who the pass was to last week against Burrow, but right away creates a dangerous chance. And you're just thinking if he had that, if you had him on, on the field all game, how many chances could we, could we create with him? Is he a defensive liability? Why does he continue to be passed over? Um, I, I'm just I'm honestly not sure on that. So, yeah, you'll probably see Smith and Stacy as the wingbacks again, and then you know up front. I'm not really, I'm not thinking there's going to be a whole lot of change. I mean, again, you're not going to Dan Juma has done you know nothing, and he's your most dangerous wing. So he'll play. Solanke will play, and then um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna warn a guess that. If Stanislas is healthy, that's an interesting dilemma, right? Because why doesn't why doesn't you know does, does he start over Brooksy or you know it, this is where it gets into if you want to keep Brooks and Stanislas on at the same time, which I think would be a beneficial thing. Uh, why you know why why stick to a formation that doesn't support that, right? Play with like a four two three one. And have your, you know, Solanke play on top, play Brooks underneath, and then you have your two wings. Then you can have Van Juma on one side, and you can have Stanislaus on the other side. You know, start Cook, start Lewis Cook in the middle. Play with a back four. Then, then, um, you know, you can play with your two center backs. Uh, either I would say Lloyd Kelly and Steve Cook. 
And then I would put Rico on the left side, left back, and then Smithy back on the right side where he belongs. So, again, you leave out a couple of pieces. You leave out the likes of Chris Meppum, Jack Stacy. Um, you've got Jeff Lerma in the middle, along with Lewis Cook. That's that's my strong lineup there. If you're gonna if you're gonna be able to hold on to Brooks, play him where he belongs. Play him underneath a striker. He's not a wing. Not saying that he's not saying he's out to lunch out there. He's not absolutely useless. But I think you're. It was the same. It was the same problem with Harry Wilson last season. I mean, you you have to play them in the position that they actually excel at. If you played Harry Wilson at at the ten last year, I think this is a different. Obviously, this team. I think this team stays up. You know, he's more of a creative. Uh, he has more of a creative mentality. He's not. He's not going to sit there and be isolated on the wing where he can't really do anything. And then where, where did he shine the most? Yeah, on free kicks. <laughs> he never really shined in the run of play because he was out of position. And, and, and I just, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I don't, I, you know, it's hard to ditch a formation two games in, you know, two games and, a, you know, a few cup games in, but I just, I don't know. I just think that if you, if you have, if you want all four of those pieces on the field at the same time, which I think would be beneficial to us, make us really, really strong up front, dangerous up front. And yeah, you're not leaving anybody for the bench. I get it. But go out and get a wing, man. Go out, get, go out and get another wing and another striker to come off the bench. So we'll see. I guess we'll see what we're at. And JT will make adjustments throughout the season if, if, if it's needed. But that, that's what I would do. What we're going to see is what we saw last week. Nobody's nobody's done anything wrong to not to not play. Um, I just think we need a different formation that will actually sustain possession, be able to keep possession. Norwich will probably let us have possession. This is Norwich is kind of a similar side in terms of wanting to kind of play the. I don't want to say specifically out of the back, but they're going to be a side that's more, you know, more skilled. Obviously, they're not, not going to be a side that's going to have to sit there and pressurize us like a Blackburn or a, or a Burrow where, um, you know, they have to force us to make mistakes. I'm not sure that, that, that they won't do that, but, it, you know, I think we're, we're typically kind of, we kind of mirror each other in all ways. We're skilled players and um, did, did have a little bit of read up on them a, a little bit um, and listened to a few, a few pods. Listened to the Pinkin, was it the Pinkin podcast? And then um, Talk Norwich City, I believe is the YouTube channel. And then Canary Cast kind of gave me a good insight into into what their season's gone gone like so far. Um, they've had obviously two games as well. Defeated Huddersfield on opening day. Drew with Preston last week, two to two. Um, you know, there was there was saying something about the you know, was it Christoph Zimmerman. Kind of not being not being the uh, he's one of the, one of their center backs not being the same since kind of injuries he sustained last year. The really interesting uh, thread that they were talking about was uh, Max Aaron's, who was uh, was linked with Barcelona, um, but they uh, obviously didn't come to an agreement, and uh, I think they wanted him on loan but didn't want to pay, no obligation to pay. I think what they were talking about, and and uh, that's interesting to have one of your fullbacks linked with Barcelona. So, um, 
he must be of, of some uh, some skill for sure if Barcelona are, are asking in on him. Um, we talked about. I think I mentioned this in the last last pod of what the, what they set up. Uh, Kieran Dowell looks like will be out. He was the um, the loney who came in more of their attacking mid comes in from uh, whose parent club is uh, Everton, or, or maybe he was signed. I don't know if he's is he did he sign for them or is he actually still on loan. So he was on loan. So he is yeah he actually signed a three year deal. So he's not a loanee. He's yeah he was with Everton was loaned out to several clubs, um, and then now he's signed a three year deal with um, with uh, <clears throat> Norwich. Yeah, I think it was what uh, was it three months, three months ankle injury. Yeah. Oh yeah, the ankle surgery. He actually, I had ankle surgery. Wow. Okay. So, uh, the other, another player that they were mentioning was uh, Buendia, which I, I think I remember him, if I'm not mistaken, from Premier League games. I don't know if he would play us last year, but uh, he hasn't been, he wasn't in the lineup uh, last week against Preston because of a fitness, uh, didn't, wasn't up to snuff, um, failed a fitness test. Um, so they said that if Buendia's in there, then, then he really is kind of what uh, makes that side click and, and is is a instrumental piece in them you know, being uh, um, dangerous going forward. So I'm not, I'm not hoping for him not to play, but watch out for, watch out for Buendia if, um, if he's available on Sunday. I would guess with Dowell out now, then Buendia would probably come in and play that attacking mid. Um, on Sunday. The rest of the uh, lineup, like I said last week, uh, I believe Skip is in the midfield with McLean. And ben Gibson came in from Burnley. Um, I believe, yeah, he's on loan from Burnley. Probably was not getting a lot of minutes over there, so obviously comes in and gets his playing time here. I'd say if they were they were saying if Zimmerman or Godfrey continue to struggle, then you'll see probably. And then they were even um, wagering that uh, Gibson would come in on Sunday in place of one of one of them, because um, it seems like the partnership back there isn't isn't gelling for any for any particular reason. But um, I believe they were, they were also given uh, Cantwell, who seems to be one of their wings, um, a lot of grief too for not performing up to up to par there. Um, but to be honest, I, I mean, I, I, I vaguely remember the Premier League, Premier League games, but, um, yeah, Norwich is, is just vague in my mind. I, I watched the highlights of the, of the Preston match. Obviously, you have Timo Puki up front. I mean, he's going to be a danger. Um, he got on the board finally and was, albeit gener a generous goal, um, by Declan Rudd, kind of put it in the goal himself, but, uh, maybe that gets him off the schneid. He seemed to be in a bit of a drought, so maybe he gets off the schneid there and, and starts to put goals in the back of the net. Hopefully not against us, but um, yeah, he's always a danger, and you know he's he'll be a he'll be a, a top striker in, in the championship at, at this level. Um, but it really just remains to be seen. I, I you know I, I'm not gonna not gonna wager anything, but I, I think this is a, a side that we can play our game against. Um, you know, they're going to allow us to have some time and some, hopefully have some, have some time and space 
that we can play, you know, hopefully we can bring the tempo, we can bring the energy, and, um, and we're, we're up to it um, this Sunday. Um, this is a big test, though. This is kind of a, a real good barometer of where, of where we're... Where we're We've had two interesting games that we haven't particularly played well at, but we've gotten points out of them. Um, and now this is this is a promotion rival. You know, whether or not you believe we'll be in the promotion contest, this is expected of us to be in the promotion conversation. And Norwich are a former or a, a fellow former uh, Premier League side, and um, we will be judged whether fairly or unfairly. Uh, because of that and if we lose then that will be obviously something that people will take uh, take something from or if we win or you know, I think honestly this will be a draw I'm, I'm looking at 1-1 like 2-2 um, I think there will be I think there will be goals I don't think this is going to be a scoreless draw I think this is a game that cries goals um, so I, I expect to see something from it should be an interesting contest though. Um, back home, we kind of go from there. So, I know I was promising a bigger preview than that, but um, I have. Uh, I think I'll probably just keep it short, and uh, we'll be back maybe uh, on Monday with a reaction to the game. But I think yeah, I think we're going one one two two for a draw. Um, that's it. I'm glad you're listening, and uh, I will see you on Monday, or I'll, I'll, you'll hear me on Monday. Thanks so much. This has been Cherry Stateside. Thank you.